0: Welcome back to another episode of Cowboys Chat with Shap. My name is Zach Shapworth. With me is Vinny Tadero. And this is uh, the first episode of the sh- of our show's history where we get to preview a Cowboys playoff game. And uh, this one is going to be against the San Francisco 49ers, um, which initially I was, we'll talk about the matchup itself, but I, I got to say I've, I've, I definitely think it's cool with all the history between these teams. I've been kind of rehashing some of it. Um, the cat should mention the Cowboys did have a final regular season game where they whooped the, uh, the second string Philadelphia Eagles. I don't think there's a whole lot to be said about that. They, they did what they should have done in playing a, a bunch of backups. Um, but not not a whole whole lot learned from that game, I would say. But I wanted to start off this episode, um, typically we'll, we'll do a, a trivia question, but for this week I wanted to kind of give a little bit of a history into the Cowboys 49ers playoff games of the past, because I think it's really, it's really a cool history. And it starts with, in the 70s, the Cowboys, right around the time they... F- finally started to break through. There was a four-year period where they were considered next year's champions. They were very good in the regular season, but they kept losing to either it was either the Packers or like the Browns in the playoffs, and they could never make a Super Bowl. Finally, in 1970, they make it all the way to the Super Bowl, beating the 49ers along the way. And that year, the Niners had uh, the MVP of the league, John Brody, was quarterback. And they had it at home and they still lost 17 10. Then the Cowboys and the Niners played each other the next year in the 1971 championship game. And again, the Cowboys won 14 3. You know, back in the 70s, much different game, much more defensive oriented much more run oriented and in both of those games the Cowboys quarterbacks the first one they had Roger Craig second one was Staubach they didn't really play phenomenally well but they didn't turn the ball over and in both games John Brody did so the the second year Cowboys won again they go to the Super Bowl they win this time and that was Staubach's first Super Bowl so a big you know, on the road to his first Super Bowl, big legacy point. But the third year is the one that I want to talk about. That was Cowboys 49ers in the divisional round. And this year, the, the 49ers get out to a pretty comfortable lead. They're up 28 to 13. And again, back in those, you know, the early 70s, that was a pretty significant lead. This is late in the third quarter. And the Cowboys had... Uh, been playing Craig Morton because Staubach was injured most of the year and Landry thought that Craig Morton wa- gave him a better chance to win, even though Staubach had won the Super Bowl the year prior. And at this point, late in the third quarter, down 15, he decides, let's go to Roger Staubach. And immediately, they they start turning things around. They, they kick a field goal and they manage to score a touchdown. Staubach is both running and throwing well and the the big kind of turning point in that game is they they're down 5 suddenly and their kicker has to has to recover an onside or get them to recover an onside kick in order to have a chance to win it's it's and uh he does a behind the back kick he runs past the ball kicks it behind his back not even that impressive of a kick not not like he's you know, kicking in a perfect location, but just the weirdness of the movement uh, tricks the the def- or the 49ers enough that the Cowboys recover it. Staubach takes him down the field once more and throws the game-winning touchdown to win it. And that game was, even though Staubach had already won a Super Bowl, that was the first of the kind of improbable comebacks that he w- he became known for the the hail mary being the other probably most famous one can we and, get him
1: to play this weekend
0: <laughs> I, I wish i wish um but but no i mean that you know that first set of three i think really defined staubach it, it was on the road to his first super bowl and it was his first really epic comeback and on the other side you had this guy, John Brody, who won an MVP, who was statistically very good for that era. But if you look at his career record in the playoffs, he's two and three. And all three of those losses are to the Cowboys, two of which were in championship games. And again, for that era, the big thing was just don't turn the ball over. And, and he did that in every, in all three of them. I think he had multiple turnovers in all of those games. So so that's kind of how it started out, this playoff rivalry. Then you jump all the way to 1981. That Those three games kind of launched the Cowboys and were the beginning of the end for the 49ers. They didn't go, go to the playoffs. They basically fell off a cliff after that third loss in a row, whereas the Cowboys went on to go to two more Super Bowls, win one more Super Bowl, Um, become one of the best teams of the 70s then 1981 comes around and they face each other again in the championship game this time in San Francisco and the Cowboys are really dominant team at this period they they're without Staubach but they've got Danny White who statistically this was his second year as the starter and he was as good as Staubach statistically the Cowboys had you know one or been to like two of the last four Super Bowls whereas the 49ers really hadn't done anything and they had an unproven coach unproven quarterback at the time um and it's a it's a really close game but uh it ends with Joe Montana throwing what became known as the catch to Dwight Clark uh being covered by Everson Walls who had 11 interceptions his rookie year, and two interceptions in that game. And yet his legacy is defined as being the guy who was looking up and he's got like one hand up while Dwight Clark jumps out of the stadium and snags this pass to, to win the game. And then what a lot of people forget is it's not like that was the last play of the game. The Cowboys had a drive and they actually had a chance to win and and uh in fact our drew pearson had a play uh like a kind of post play where he he catches it and he's about to break away and the and i think it's eric wright like grabs his jersey just barely and brings him down and then i think it's the exact next play actually where uh danny white fumbles and the 49ers recover and that's and that's the game and Similar to that, even though this is only one game, it it was the start of Joe Montana's legacy, the yeah. start of Bill Walsh's legacy, and yeah. on the other hand, Danny White kind of becomes, you know, he went to one more championship game, but he never really came as close to a Super Bowl as that one, and right. rather than being up there with Roger Staubach or later with the next guy we'll talk about as part of this this legacy for the Cowboys, he's kind of up the down there i guess with with danny white or uh with with uh don meredith and uh craig morton guys that couldn't win the big one um and then move uh, you know another 11 years and you've got the 49ers kind of same as the cowboys become the team of the of the 80s the cowboys kind of trickle down and and really hit a hit bottom in the late eighties and then they they start to pick back up and the 49ers similar to where the cowboys were in eighty one their their great quarterback is gone but they replaced him with a guy who's you know looks to be just as good and then the cowboys kind of come out of nowhere as well with a brand new coach, Jimmy Johnson and a, a new quarterback. And um and at that point, uh, this is when uh, you were actually a fan, so I'll let you take over with the with the beginning of the, the trio of Cowboys 49ers games of the 90s. Well,
1: at that point, the Cowboys were the youngest team in the league. Yeah. And I remember one columnist writing in one of the New Jersey papers uh, that first Super Bowl where the Cowboys, that first year that the Cowboys really... Went, well, the first year they went to the Super Bowl during the 90s. Yeah, um, I remember a columnist writing that the Cowboys had no chance to win the Super Bowl because they did not have a quarterback. Yeah. So I'll never forget that. That was classic. <laughs> and, um, yeah, so they go into Candlestick, and mm-hmm. I believe San Francisco were favorites as far as the odds were concerned. And they, uh, they pull out all the stops – and uh, they uh, they upend the uh, 49ers, and fortunes changed. Yep. And uh, all of a sudden, the uh, but I mean, the Forty Niners hung around there because the 49ers won the Super Bowl a couple of years after that with one of the best teams I've ever, I personally ever seen.
0: Right when they had
1: uh, Deion Sanders on the team, yeah. And uh, that was a year that uh, that set that kind of inspired, I think, the Redskins because the, the 49ers signed like every good. Every every free agent that they could, right? You know, and they wound up winning the Super Bowl, and that's that. Has, formula has never been repeated.
0: Yeah,
1: you know, teams have tried. The Eagles tried. The Skins tried, and nobody's ever come close to winning a Super Bowl by going free agent crazy like the 49ers did that that first time. Yeah, but um, no. So that was the. I mean, that was really the emergence of um, the Cowboys as, as from being this team that uh, had really become pretty irrelevant in the 80s yeah. and uh, then uh, f- fought its way back. And now, you know, now we take it for granted that Aikman, you know, the Aikmans, the uh, the Irvins, the Emmett Smiths, uh, Nate Newtons, people like that, Charles Haley, um, became almost household names. Uh, but, you know, that first playoff game against the 49ers, they, they weren't. Yeah. They were considered... They were considered good players, but they weren't anything like that, what they became.
0: Right. And
1: um, so this this very young Dallas team marched into San Francisco and pulled off a big upset. And I think Pat Summerall and John Madden called the game, if I remember correctly. And um, that was, you know, the, the thing that, one of the things that really changed things in the Cowboys' favor that year was that, was that they, again, Luck is such a big part of football. I mean, so many yeah, people don't sure. like to admit that. But the Cowboys got somewhat lucky in that the 49ers were dumb enough to trade <laughs> Charles Haley yeah. for a second-round pick and something else, mm-hmm. I think. Um, basically, really under you know undervaluing him in terms of his talent. But they had had enough of him. He had worn out his welcome. They felt he was just deranged, and they just wanted to move on. So you have to understand it from their point of view. They had tried and tried and tried, and he was friends with Ronnie Lott, and he was friends with Joe Montana, and he was just driving them crazy. His his antics were – he was clearly pathological. Yep. And they had had enough, and it, it felt that – if we get a second-round pick, we're lucky because who would want this lunatic on their team? He's yep. talented, but he's crazy, and um, they uh, they traded him over, and somehow the Cowboys found a way to to harness his uh, his um, craziness into on-field play, yep. and uh, he really helped that pass defense yeah. a lot. They had gone because I remember the year before they, they got creamed by the Lions in the playoffs. Right, and they, they because it was their defense could not stop up Detroit, and they brought Charles Haley over, and he was he had a um, you know a huge impact on their 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 defense as a whole, but especially on their uh, past defense. I, I, you know, and they drafted some guys that year too. I don't remember exactly who it was, but there were other, there were other players brought in to help that defense improve from the year before the offense was already basically there. Um, but they, they look at the Charles Haley trade as being what put them over the top. I know if you ask Troy Aikman, he'll tell you that we were a different team with Charles Haley. And, um, and they, uh, they beat the, the the Niners, who you know who had the greatest wide receiver of all time, Jerry Rice, yep. and a couple other guys named John Taylor and Brett Jones, who were very good as well. Yep. And uh, Steve Young was a great quarterback. That the, the Niners were, you know, they, the Niners had a lot of talent, uh, but their defense was not quite good enough. Their defense was somewhat of a problem, and the Cowboys exploited that and beat them. And scored quite a few points on them, yeah. and uh, the next year, it was maybe the Cowboys were now the favorites. I don't, I don't, I don't remember. But um, the Cowboys—they
0: were the number one then. seed. I know that year because they. They were. That, that was the Emmett Smith game at the end of the year, which determined, I think, the number one seed in the Cowboys. Where he
1: won. hurt his shoulder against the Giants. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, I remember that. I remember him going down and coming mm-hmm. up holding his shoulder and then just gutting it out the rest of the game. Yeah. And, um, you know, that was a tremendous performance by him. He was in yeah. so much pain, and, he, you know, he... he he really was their workhorse that game. It's not just that he played yeah. or that he played well. I mean, he was their workhorse mm-hmm. in that game. Yep. You're and, I uh, I remember there was a questionable holding call, uh, near the end of that game that my friends who were Giants fans absolutely went crazy about. Cause they said it was not interference. I think there was a, a an interference call. Oh God. Eh, I don't remember who. I think it has somehow, somehow it involved Darren Woodson. It might've been on special teams, but, okay. um, my memory is a little foggy on that right now. and um, But uh, they beat the Giants, and they went in, and uh, they took care of the 49ers again. And then they took care of the Bills again in the Super Bowl. And then the, the next year um, was the year the 49ers went free agent crazy yep. and signed, signed some really good ones like Ricky Jackson yep. and uh, Ken Norton from Dallas. Yep. So it was it was really a smack in the mouth. And Dion Sanders. Yep. And what had been happening to the 49ers against the Cowboys was that their defense was letting them down. And um, Alvin Harper in particular was just... And it wasn't even that he he had huge games, but he made huge some huge plays. Yeah. And so they they were determined to stop the Cowboys' offense, especially Alvin Harper, and they did in that game. And it was played in the mud in Candlestick, and um, the Cowboys were just awful at the beginning. They gave that they, they just turned the ball over. Uh, I, th- I think that's maybe it was th- the Niners went up. By, I think three scores in the yeah, first quarter. 21-0 and they were just beating the crap out of the Cowboys who looked really sl- Michael Irvin fumbled um which rarely happened and this is the you know this is the first year of Barry Switzer so everybody's mm-hmm. mad at Barry Switzer for this you know for this game
0: yeah. and
1: you know looking back on it in retrospect had the Cowboys kept Jimmy Johnson as their coach um they they would have won that game I mean you know, yeah. that that he would have been he would have brought in some better personnel and better coached the team and they would have won. They probably would have had home field advantage again. But you know yeah. that that was the Jerry Jones decision to let Johnson to fire Jerry jo- Jimmy Johnson and bring in Barry Switzer, who wasn't qualified to, keep, to coach a Pop Warner team. Either that or he wasn't trying because you know I hear different things about his time in college. I hear that he was a good college coach and he really worked hard at the beginning and then. You know, he kind of trailed off and, you know, but certainly as a Cowboys coach, um, I think he was was given this mandate by Jerry Jones to to just be loose and to be what they call the player's coach. And uh, they, the Cowboys immediately started to decline and uh, they got beat in that, which I'll never forget because I stopped watching the game. I remember, oh, I stopped oh. watching the game. I remember being in a gas station, and they had the radio on with the game on. And I asked the guy the score, and it was still the Cowboys were still down by a sizable amount. Cowboys launched a great comeback. Yep. And um, you know, then of course came the infamous non-call on yeah. uh, Deion Sanders, which was clearly pass interference. I know people say that you know today it would be pass interference, then it wasn't, but it wasn't. It was pass interference. Um, and, you know, Deion got away with. And uh, that may have won the game for the Cowboys had that play been called, but it yeah. wasn't. Um, and uh, you know the, the 49ers, who I, I thought had just a superb roster of talent, uh, just went and that was the Super Bowl.
0: Yeah, yeah. Th- those th- three years, it seemed like that was kind of yeah,
1: yeah. Whoever the ca- whoever you know the whether the Cowboys played the Chargers that year or the or the Niners did, the Chargers had no chance. Yeah. The Chargers just got. <laughs> run over in that game. I remember watching it, and just yeah. it was just a beatdown. Yeah. Um, and then the Cowboys came back, and the, that uh, that final Super Bowl season, um, they I remember them, it was said that they were relieved that they didn't
0: have to play San Francisco again. They yeah. had to play Green Bay, because Green Bay beat San Francisco. right?
1: And they beat Green Bay fairly easily. Um, and that, I think, was um, kind of the end of the um, the rivalry, or at least the yeah. rivalry I put on ice yeah. for a while. I don't think there still is a rivalry. I'm not big on rivalries. I don't think rivalries really exist in professional sports anymore, uh, at least in professional football. Um, nowadays, with the union being so strong and it being such a fraternity, I don't think you, you, you get the kind of hatred that you used to get. And yep. I mean, they re- It seems to me, they, they refer to so many things as rivalries and you watch the games and it's just another game.
0: Yeah.
1: And these guys, and these guys playing, these guys playing these week, this weekend, they don't, they don't know much about even the nineties games.
0: Sure. Yeah. You know,
1: they were, they, they weren't around to experience them and it's just to them. It's, it's just another football game. And, you know, you just hope that the Cowboys go in, um, being a rather inexperienced playoff team, uh, you hope they go in knowing the what's what's needed, what's going to be needed of them, and I and I hope that this Philly game didn't give them false confidence, uh, yeah. because you, like you said, they beat the Philly farm team, right? Uh, they beat the AAA team, and um, so they shouldn't be, um, you know, I, I, you want confidence, but this team has a tendency to get overconfident. Oh, yeah. i hate yeah. to see them come in. Um, flat or sloppy or anything like that they have to take the san francisco team extremely seriously everything goes up a notch in the playoffs yep. and you know we'll see what san francisco's made of i have not followed san francisco at all this year and i know they're going to talk about the past to hype this game but yeah. i don't think to the, i don't think it means anything to the players or to the coaches
0: yeah i that's
1: that's that I stuff, that's done
0: I would agree with that but it, it is it is cool at least to me as a, as a football nerd how how defining those games were to to yeah. I, I i don't know if there's any rivalry and and yeah this probably means nothing to the the current players maybe, maybe the coaches bring some of this up but um I, I don't know if there's a rival like a non-divisional rivalry that shaped so many like illustrious careers and and like whose careers were made or on the other hand kind of killed by that and it goes to the players and the coaches you know like you mentioned uh I think Barry Switzer his his loss it was a big is a big part of his legacy um the the 49ers coach in the 70s was uh Mike Nolan's dad Dick Nolan and he went from you know playoff team playoff team to immediately after those just absolute like never had a winning season again after that he went to the saints and his last season as a head coach he won zero games like talk about you know falling downhill from from there um whereas on the other hand launching pads for Staubach Montana Bill Walsh Tom Landry Jimmy Johnson, Troy Aikman. The, the 90s you kind of had both sides of it with it was actually a little bit of a rivalry, some pros on both sides. Well, uh, but it was know, Steve was... Young kind of getting the monkey off of his back after Yeah. He was known as as the guy, he was kind of like the you know, Peyton Manning or the Dan Marino until he finally beat the Cowboys. Um, yeah, he was
1: de- he was definitely in Joe Montana's uh, um, shadow. Right. And, uh, that, uh, apparently they didn't like each other very much. Yep. Um, but the, um, you know, I, I think there was some ill will. I certainly Charles Haley yep. took that game very personally. Right. Uh, he he really was upset with the 49ers about that. He was yep. upset with just about everybody though. Um, yeah. And you know, a fight broke out before one of those playoff games.
0: I don't think it was the Switzer one. I would think it was the Jimmy Johnson. It was the second one, one of the Jimmy
1: Johnson teams was it the second
0: second tick game? I think uh, the one yeah, where a guaranteed fight broke it. out before yeah. the game. <laughs> yep.
1: You know, and. Um, you know, so yeah I mean I guess you could say yet yeah, that you know that there was a rival that was a rivalry yeah but that's yeah. not gonna happen again no you know this is this is going to come in and this is going to be a um, you know more sedate for lack of a better word and I don't know much
0: about this 49ers team um, yeah uh, so- I, and, and, and
1: you know for that reason I'm, I'm I'm not I'm not that scared of them but at the same time you know so, I'm not going to. I'm not going to back off from my one and done prediction because I just. I think this Dallas team is too lacking in. Um, you know, I, I, I have questions about the quarterback, and yeah. I have questions about the leadership. And you know, one thing about the leadership is letting the team come out flat so often, and you know, then yeah. the penalties are just atrocious.
0: Yeah. Well, what here, here's what I'll say about the 49ers. Um, and, and I do think. You know whether this be becomes a rivalry again or not. I I do think this game very well could be you know a defining moment for a lot of these players, especially because ultimately I think both of these teams could go very far in the playoffs. Like they're both 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 teams have the potential for different reasons. They're they're built differently, and I will say the 49ers were not the team I wanted to play. Um, you know, the history it, it, it you know, I'm excited because of the history, but the matchup itself scares me. And the big reason is because I think they're probably the best running team we've faced all year. And and I think a big determining factor in what happens in this game is going to be uh Trent Williams, their right or their left tackle. He oh, missed that's great. He missed last week. He is Having, so, you know, say what you want about PFF. I think their their offensive gr- lineman grading is one of the things that, offensive and defensive line is where I think they really shine. Secondary, I think, eating even linebackers, I think there's, you know, some good and some bad. But their offensive line grading of, of Trent Williams, specifically his run blocking, is off-the-charts better than anyone in their history in the 15 years. So he's having a historically dominant season, especially against in run-blocking. He's and not as much a as I, either. No, no, he's like 30, 33, something like that. Um, and, you know, Randy Gregory having a, a very good season, great pass rusher, especially in spurts, but I think... I think he would be vastly overmatched, especially in the run game. Um, not to say that they couldn't run on us even without Trent Williams, because they ran very well on the Rams without him last week. But especially if he's in, I think we're we're gonna be giving up a lot of yards in the in the running game. Um, the so the 49ers, their running game is great. They've got two of the most most the best Threats, offensive weapons in the NFL, I'd say. George Kittle, their tight end, probably the best all-around tight end in the NFL. Um, maybe not as good as a, just as a receiver compared to like Kelsey and maybe Mark Andrews, but definitely up there for for best tight end in the NFL. And Debo Samuel has really taken a step forward this year as both a receiver and they also play him as running back. And outside of maybe Tyreek Hill, I don't know if there's anyone as explosive or good after the catch as Tyreek Hill. They've also got this guy, Brandon Ayuk. He's, he's good, too. But really, it's those two, and especially Debo Samuel, that worries me. Um, he He's the kind of guy that could rip off an 80-yard touchdown at any point of the game. Um, and now, I think what what we do have an advantage of is at quarterback. I think Dak Prescott is a better quarterback than Jimmy Garoppolo and he's played better this year than Jimmy Garoppolo. For, Jimmy, for Jimmy sure. Jimmy
1: G was left for dead not that long ago.
0: I mean yes. he was he was hyped he was,
1: up when he was in New England. Yeah. And then when he got to San Fran and then it seemed like he was a, a dead
0: a dead issue. So so Jimmy G he made it to the Super Bowl 2 years ago on very much on the back of their running game. He was, you know, throwing like 10 passes a game in the playoffs and then the Super Bowl when they made him actually throw, he choked. And then he was injured pretty much all of last year. So this year he miss or he missed a few games here and there, but he played poorly to start the season. Then he he went on a decent stretch and you know, he played he was. He had some clutch moments in this last game, and I think the the kind of media narrative is he had this really clutch game. He's also he's playing with like a uh, some kind of injury in his thumb. I, I don't know the exact nature of it, but um, but ultimately he's he's not a great quarterback. He he's a guy that is very much propped up by a great offensive coordinator and a great or offensive mind, I should say, and Kyle Shanahan and a great uh, supporting cast, I I think. Um, but in the last four of his last five games, he's thrown multiple turnover worthy plays. In this last game he had, he had three, two of them were intercepted. There was a game I saw a few weeks ago where he played the Titans and he had a really good stat line for the most part, but he had two interceptions. And that's kind of his thing is like, you know, he throws it short to these playmakers. And if he's, if he's not really asked to do a whole lot, if he can run the ball effectively and go play action and then just dump off to, to one of these explosive players, then he can, he can manage that and, and do fine. But if you make him actually throw the ball downfield and pass to beat you, he's going to throw the ball to your team at least a couple times. Um, so that that's really going to be the key. If if the 49ers run for 250 300 yards on us, huh. I think we're probably going to lose because uh, anybody would. Yeah, yeah. Um, but if if we can contain them, I'd say even like you know, 130 150 yards, I can I can live with that. Um, well, you're putting a lot tough. of
1: pressure, you know. I mean, you know, look look we're putting a lot of pressure here on a couple guys. By the names of Carlos Watkins and Neville Gallimore, um, yep. neither one of them is a great player. I like Gallimore. I think he's going to be a solid player in this league. I don't think he is yet, but yeah. I think he's going to be for one reason. Main and one reason is that he's got a good motor on him. Um, he hasn't. He hasn't. Uh, he hasn't come to full fruition yet. He's. We'll see how he does in this game. Carlos Watkins may have had the best season of any of our defensive tackles, yeah. even though you and I were both way down on it. But he played in a three four. I think he played a three yeah, four that's in true. Uh, with, with the Texans. So he's in a different role. And he's a guy who I, I've thought about and I think that we probably should bring him back next year. Um yeah. we're gonna need to we need another defensive tackle though. I mean that—that's a spot that we are soft in, and um, I do fear that we could be exploited in the run game due to our um, lack of talent at the defensive tackle position. Yeah. At the beginning of the year, it looked like your man, the third-round defensive tackle
0: oh, from diggy.
1: UCLA, yeah. yeah, was 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 going to be a big contributor, but he hit the rookie wall hard.
0: Very much. Yeah. And
1: yeah, and you know, there's really not a lot. Brett Urban was supposed to come in and be a solid run stopper. And I haven't, I haven't heard his name for weeks. I think yeah. he's on IR. That's so clear. he was a big mm-hmm. disappointment. So I think we are vulnerable to the run. Yeah. And uh, so I think there's a good point. You make a really good point about matchups, which yeah. is really what football is about. Yeah. And that, you know, when you look at their run offense versus our, our run defense, that uh, they definitely have um, the upper hand going in. Now, yeah. you know, we'll see what happens. But, um, you know, we definitely would probably want to put the hand, the, the game in the hands of Garoppolo and um, make him have to win it. Um, but, you know, it sounds like he's got a couple weapons in the passing game there.
0: Yeah. And even if he isn't that great. So, you know, it, it's it's a little scary with the 49ers. They did, I yeah. mean, they lost six or seven games
1: this year, right?
0: Yeah, they lost seven. And, and again, they I mean, they started they- the... Well, it's it's because Garoppolo was so bad early on. Like, the, keep in mind when I say Jimmy Garoppolo has played better, it's like, you know, it's good Andy Dalton better. It's it's uh, like <laughs> that, that that's he, he's better than Andy Dalton, but not that much better. It's like his high end is just, is like Andy Dalton's, but he's just a little more consistent. Um, but he but early in the season. He was putting. He was. He had a string of those games where, like, no matter what else, you're going to lose because of your quarterback kind of stuff. Um, And
1: those kinds of guys don't go to the Super Bowl. Most. I mean, it's very rare that one of those
0: guys makes the Super Bowl. And and I think his the year he went to the Super Bowl, he played better for the course of the year. But but even that year, he wasn't. You know, he wasn't elite quarterback. No matter what. You know the the narrative was um so no it's definitely put it in the hands of garoppolo if possible the thing it, i watched pretty much all of their game against the rams because that was pivotal for our, our playoffs situation and the thing they do a lot of is is outside runs so i think in this one defensive tackle has been our achilles heel for a while so that's definitely if they're smart, it's going to be something they attack. But I also think our linebackers are going to be tested, and this, well, this where is this is definitely. Micah Parsons going to be? That's he's I was going, going to say. Linebacker. I think this is a game where you want Micah Parsons at linebacker, and and you got to hope you get the good Vanderesh in this one. And and he's <laughs> he's still hasn't been great, but he he's occasionally good. He's the weakest good. linebacker
1: I've ever seen in my entire life. Yeah, I, I bet he can't yeah. bench press hundred pounds.
0: Probably not. And, and I think, and they've the Niners have a true fullback in Kyle yushcheck right. He is a he's gonna eat Van Der Esch's lunch if they're head to head collisions. Van Der Esch is, is got to beat him with speed. That's you know that's what his strength is. It's a finesse type of game. But no, it
1: sounds I, to me like what you're. It sounds to me like maybe what you're going to conclude, and I don't mean to put words in your mouth or cut mm-hmm. you off, but it just seems to me that what I'm getting from this is the Cowboys might have to show a few new wrinkles in their defense to win this game.
0: I'd say so. I think Micah Parsons needs to really ball out in this one um, and, and in a different way than he has in the regular season. And I think Dan, how Dan Quinn deploys him is going to be key. Um, because, yeah, the, the, I could very much see a, a situation where the 49ers just gash us in the run game, and, and they're pretty clever with their designs and misdirections and, and things like that. But, you know, if, if we can get them in, you know, at least once a drive into a third and long situation, that's that's the formula to win. Because on the flip side... They've got Joe or uh, no Nick Bosa, the other Bosa, who is you know a, an elite pass rusher. Other than that, though, they don't really have anyone that like scares the crap out of you. They, they've got Eric Armstead, another defensive lineman, interior guy who's who's strong, but not you know not mind-boggling good he's not Aaron Donald it's it's really Bosa is their one elite player on defense um, I think their secondary is very much a mismatch between their their secondary and our receivers I, I think we should be able to throw the ball on them and I think if we're okay if we're you know 100% in the O line, we should be able to contain their pass rush enough to to really throw the ball well on them. they they're they've been a pretty solid run defense unit, um, but you know, I, I think we should be able to run the ball okay, and we should Don't be able they to have pass. Sherman? No, not anymore. You went to the uh, the Bucks, I think. Oh, that's they've, right. Yeah, they've got. They've got Josh Norman. He's kind of the big-name guy, but he's played like crap this year. Um, probably their best corner, this guy, Emmanuel Mosley, who, who came back from injury last week and, and played pretty well. But, again, he's not a shut-down, you know, well, great corner in any way.
1: You know, you, you, if you want, uh, a, a game plan for the Cowboys would be to get get their running game going. With Pollard and his yeah. backup Ezekiel Elliott, notice <laughs> how I term that yeah, Pollard yeah. and his backup Ezekiel Elliott, because Ezekiel Elliott is an above-average running back, but he's nothing. He's not a he's not a great above-average running back. You know, he's just there, okay, yeah. and um, he's not in the top ten or top fifteen running backs in the league. He's not as good as Pollard is. He's getting more touches because of his name and because of his contract and Pollard's really the guy. Yeah. so if they could establish a running game and not be real stubborn and, and, and go with Elliot um, too much, then you know the, the, it when that running game gets going it's really tough for teams to beat us. Yeah. so yeah. I mean it, this might come down to a battle of running games. who can run the ball the best? yeah uh if it well, you know, comes down to passing it sounds like we have the
0: advantage there i think um, so yeah yeah and defensively it sounds like we have
1: the advantage um special teams i don't know anything about the 49ers special teams um we i got take their this. over uh
0: over ours they've got rob out, Robbie yeah. gold he he's about as consistent as they come they did I will say their punter got injured I'm sure they've picked someone up by now but they had Robbie gold who's their kicker punting in this last game um, yeah. so I think we, we might have him as on the punter side okay. but but I'd take their kicker over ours but um,
1: but I, I have to say that of all the teams that made the playoff San Francisco is a team that I think the Cowboys have the best chance of defeating.
0: Um, yeah.
1: That's they're the team that scares me the least.
0: Okay. I, I, I was thinking the Cardinals, play, even though we lost to them. With I, DeAndre I have, Hopkins? He, he makes them better. I, I thought he was still a few weeks away, but if he plays, that's definitely a game changer. He's, up there with Murray for their best player. But I think the Cardinals, first of all, I think the Cowboys are a team that sometimes needs this extra something to, you know, start hot and the Cardinals beating us and the way they beat us, I think would have really pushed us to start the game hot. Um, I hope we find something to to start hot against the 49ers, but I, I feel more confident we would have against the Cardinals and, more than anything, I think we were we we're clearly a better overall team than the Cardinals, and and the Cardinals also don't really. They've got Kyler Murray; he's their trump card, and and you know getting Hopkins back is is a big help. But other than that, their overall team doesn't really scare me. I think they're a middle of the pack overall team. I think their coaching, their defensive because. coaching, I will say. Defensive coaching is very good, and they confused they us. us. They, they beat us, right. And a big part of that was defensive coaching and, and the scheme that I think confused Dak. But I think having it on film, being able to see what they were doing to us would have helped. But, no, I, I think the 49ers, their running, running game and their coaching is what scares me. I don't think they're going to be as exotic in what they do defensively and that seems to be what has thrown off Dak the most this year, when, when teams have uh, disguised coverages and, and are doing kind of advanced stuff. Um, and I, my impression is the 49ers are not going to do much of that. They're going to be four four guys rushing the passer, everyone else covering. Um, so, yeah, I, I I could see it going either way. I'm going to say... I think the Cowboys will pull it off, but I think it'll be it'll be very close. I'm I'm going to say the Cowboys win it 34 to 31. That's that's my prediction. What uh what do you think?
1: No, I'm going to go with San Fran and I'm going to go uh 31-28.
0: Okay. I could see I could see that.
1: I'm sticking with my one and done.
0: Yep. And I and I think at the end of the day, it's gonna be, you know, what do we get out of out of Dak if if it's the good Dak? Um, I I think the defense would have to really if if the defense is, plays like we did early two thousand twenty, then it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what Dak does if we're playing like we did against the Browns. That that's a perfect example where they we literally gave up three hundred yards. And I said it by the way, like. The first drive of the game, I think I text my friend Tim. We're going to give up 300 yards this game, and we did. Something like that. It doesn't matter what our offense does; we're going to lose. But I don't think we're that bad of a defense anymore. And no. as a re- oh, no. yeah, I, I think Micah Parsons alone being on the field makes us a far better defense. And right. um, and because of that, I think Dak playing at his best will will win us this game but if but if he plays you well, know mediocrely then we're probably gonna lose because I think they have a lot of talent on their offense and and I think they're gonna have some success no matter what against their defense um, well
1: but you said you know Garoppolo you know this is a a team that is good at creating turnovers now uh, yes. they didn't do a lot of that in the last game mm-hmm. but they We'll see, you know, if they yeah. can force, you know, if it comes down, if they if they can force even three turnovers, they're going to win the game.
0: Yeah. Oh, for sure.
1: And with Garoppolo, I mean, if you can put him in situations where that running game is controlled, so Garoppolo yeah. has to make plays, you know, then you open things up for guys like Trayvon Diggs and Anthony Brown to make, um, to make plays. Yeah. And I think this is a game where the defensive ends are going to um, – Need to show that they're as good at playing the run as they are playing the pass. Now we know Demarcus yeah. Ware is
0: um, Lawrence. You said Ware, huh? You said Ware, Demarcus Lawrence. Oh, Demarcus Lawrence. Yeah, well, Demarcus
1: yeah. Ware would probably be just as good if you put yeah. him in there now. Yeah. Um, but um, so that's you know a lot of that's what a lot of it's going to come down to. But that is yep. that is scary though that 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 they have such a, a strong running game. That's uh that's something that could really upend us. You know, at the same time, how many games this year did we give up a lot of rushing yards? There weren't that many.
0: No, no, there there weren't. And and there are a lot of games where we didn't uh, I I didn't think we did particularly well against the run game, but but yeah, I, I don't think we gave up two hundred plus maybe at all. Um No, I don't think so. Yeah and i think I think a lot of that has to do with game flow and and I think this game will as you know the rest of the season, a lot of it will have to do with game flow if we get up to an early lead that certainly will help us right yeah, we gave a hundred and ninety to denver that that was yeah that was the worst one um hundred and fifty, yeah, yeah, so. After Denver, which was 190, the most we gave up was 153, which again I think for against the 49ers we can live with even 150 yards. It just can't be 200 plus.
1: They, yeah, they got. I mean, they got to make Jimmy Garoppolo have to win this game.
0: Yeah, 100. You know,
1: because if not, you know, they're going to be controlling the clock, keeping our offense off the field,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and um, you know, so this might come down to a, be a battle of, of running games, yeah. uh, which they're better at, right? You know, yeah. they've been better at. We were doing real we real well at the beginning of the season, and then we dramatically tailed off. But um, Dallas is going to have to... Tyron Smith, I'm sure, will play. Yep. I don't know how healthy he is. Um, but, you know, he's going to have to go out there and run block just like Trent Williams.
0: Yeah, yeah. And, and I will say, the 49ers in this last game... They were down seventeen to nothing, and and they to their credit they kept at the running game. They did not, you know. So it, it's going to be tough for them to like completely cave on it. Um, but I think in you know, on a given drive, if you get them in like third and eight, third and you know, third and eight or longer, they're obviously going to have to throw it. But even if they're down like twenty points, they're still probably running it first second down um, you know they they're still going to stick to that to All that right. formula most likely but um but yeah it's going to be a fun one and and I am sure is, they will what day is the game It's Sunday Sunday afternoon okay. so I think 4:30 your time 3:30 okay. my time but uh, but yeah I'm sure th- I'm sure they'll have uh, a lot of the a lot of these old games we talked about as, as part of the the hype, the pre-game hype video, which which I'm excited for. But yeah, I, I think you're probably right. The players are not not aware of most of them. Maybe, maybe some of them know about the '90s, but that's probably the extent of it. But but yeah, I, I think this one could be right now. You got Dak, who has really never gone anywhere in the playoffs. You got Garoppolo, who right now is the guy that got carried to a Super Bowl and lost. So this could go a long way for for either of those guys. And and there's a lot of defensive, offensive, and defensive stars on this side on each side of the ball that could uh, really make a name for themselves with a big performance. So um, yeah, it'll be, it'll be exciting. Um, and, uh, yeah, hopefully we'll have another matchup to talk about next week, but, uh, we will see, but yeah, I think that'll do it for this week. Thanks all for tuning in and we'll be back win or lose. We'll be back next week with a, another episode of Cowboys chat with chat until then.